0: Hi, this is John Cena Sr. And you're listening to Twat Magic on the Rundown
1: Wrestling Network. Bitch, pound it and drown the kids With the wrist slit, listen to the sound of piss. The piss listener. I'm quick to stick fists in her. I'll build bricks and sticks to kill Nicola. Still ripping your knickers the real blister. We're giving your meal tickets to visit. the still ticking you. And I'm a dickhead certified. Dirty dyke, turning life into pimp sex world at night. Your pussy looking like a bacon and cheese wrap. I'm making a bean beanstalk. Clap, naked to please that terminate a penetrate until your knee snap,
0: feed that a meat stack of beef, the back. Is that too much? Return
1: the 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 old, what magic? What magic? Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Troy. With me, as always, Lisa's here. Hello, Troy. How are we doing?
0: Oh, Troy, we're fantastic. How about you?
1: Oh, well, you know me. I was so excited that we had the return of Total Bellas this week.
0: Oh, didn't you miss it?
1: Oh, I I for sure did. And apparently I wasn't alone because they they bounced back up to 430,000 fans uh viewers for this episode. Uh which puts them slightly above what the what the season premiered at, but still down in total viewership over last mm-hmm. season. So, the uh the episode seems to have rebounded a bit. Uh as as I said, uh, a couple weeks ago, the the Season 5 finale had 690,000, so they're still pretty far under that. Well, that's because Grey's wasn't on. <laughs> is that what it is?
0: It's what it was. There was nothing else on. Nobody had anything else to watch.
1: Gotcha. Well, as you know... Uh, Next week, of course, is going to be a a huge one because we're finally going to get to the Hellspawn. But before we get into all of that, we got this episode to deal with.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Total Bellas Season 6, Episode 6, Family Ties. I was not aware that this episode was going to uh, be all about Momconte. Uh, And once I realized it was going to be, I took a cup of Valium. We see, of course, previously on bellows, Nikki lies and says her insurance will not cover them giving birth in Arizona, so they have to go to L.A. We've already discussed this in the past about the fact that it's not that her insurance won't cover it. It's that whatever place she's going to is out of network and she doesn't understand how insurance works. So (laughs) the episode starts with Nikki bitching about being away for her, from her sister for six weeks. Oh God, no. How will no. she survive? No. She is... I'm going to assume not that far away from her house when she for- remembers that she forgot to pack Mateo's hospital clothes, as if that matters.
0: Well, I mean, do they not have stores in L.A.
1: where she can buy other clothes? They're also mind you, leaving early. It is not like she is currently driving to the hospital in LA in order to give birth. No, no, (laughs) no, 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 no.
0: Bree could ship them to her, you know, like, settle down.
1: Well, and again, just buy them again, or better yet, realize that doesn't matter because whatever clothes you slap them in, they're going to shit all over and puke all over, and yeah, and also like they they do clothe the child for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that is something they they give you a free little onesie with them, and it's and it's super adorable, cute. Mm-hmm. But not apparently, it's not, it's apparently not Dolce and Gabbana or whatever she want to put them in. So right. She FaceTimes Bree. Why Why can't they ever just call each other? <laughs> that's a good question i have never seen people facetime this much like my parents will facetime with my daughters on like special you know like on birthdays and things like that if they're not going to be able to see him see them that you know on on exactly that day but otherwise i do not facetime people like we have a facebook portal and we don't use it (laughs) you know
0: Oh, I hate when people FaceTime me. As soon as it's like, rings, and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, hell no, and I hit Decline, and I'll text them and be like, sorry, I can't FaceTime right now. What's up? Yeah. Oh, I hate it. Oh, I hate
1: and I, Yeah, but these ones, every fucking phone call that this family makes to each other is FaceTime. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they ask Brie if, if she will go across, uh, uh, next door and see if uh, Mateo's outfit is uh, sitting mm-hmm. in the room. Was uh, it me,
0: so, or was the house, like, wide open?
1: It did seem like it was unlocked and wide open. <laughs> like, oh. they just abandoned it.
0: Yes, like, it was just, like, she walked in, and there was still shit there, and...
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, Bree does show that, yeah, there is, in fact, clothes hanging off the side of the crib, which is like, okay, the crib is there, right? Do yeah. You, do you have a crib in L.A.? <laughs> or... Like, what's gonna, again, like, I don't, I didn't feel like we, like, this was a big thing to, like, go get the clothes. First of all, uh, we for sure, neither one of our children bought clothes for them and brought them to the hospital. Because we're like, they're not gonna send us home with a naked baby. Like, they're going to give us clothes for it. You know, we knew that even without even having to ask them. Like, they're, they're for sure gonna give us clothes. <laughs> and even if not, it was like, hey, if I gotta. If, if they're going to tell us that they're not going to give us clothes, I will run out and buy a fucking outfit, you know, just to slap him in something, you know. Because, again, you don't pay attention to what they're fucking wearing unless you're these two.
0: I bought, like, sleep gowns to put him in, mm-hmm. you know, just to change his diaper. In, and then I did buy an outfit to bring him home in just because, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: But it was, like, five sizes too big. Yeah even though it was newborn size it was it was huge yeah he, and he and now looking back at it he looks stupid
1: yeah and, and that's the thing too is like that and i looked at the outfit that she had and i'm like i was like that seems way too fucking big for a newborn because it was yeah. draped over pretty far Yeah, so is like yeah, that, and that, that, they, they're yeah.
0: humongous like what, just send them home yeah. and what the hospital gives Right, that yeah. The
1: sense. hospital will pick out an outfit that is is the size of the child.
0: <laughs> because they're just gonna sleep, and you're gonna have a blanket on them anyways. It's mm-hmm. not a big deal.
1: Right. Uh, Birdie, however, does realize that there's a giant boat in the room. <laughs> She's like, I want, I want that.
0: Well, this and, is like Artem's the one thing that she let Artem have in the nursery. Remember?
1: Yeah. Yes. The
0: famous boat,
1: mm-hmm. and she forgot it. Yeah. So yeah, she again, yeah, didn't didn't bring that along with. Oh, then of course, like. Nikki's like, or Bree's like, yeah, you can play with the shit, because mm-hmm. it's a fucking toy in a baby's room. And of course, Nikki's like, be careful with that boat because it's vintage, which is like the perfect item to have in a child's room—just a, a fucking vintage toy that they're apparently not allowed to play with. Like, mm-hmm. you have to, you have to know that, like, once the kid gets old enough, anything that they see is a toy to them. So, like, Absolutely. that 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 child once it's able to to you know, climb is gonna be like, I'm gonna get that fucking boat. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and that yeah. boat broke broken.
1: Yeah, that broke. Bo- boat gonna be broke.
0: He's climbing up on a chair, he's turning on the bathtub, and that shit's gonna be floating in the tub.
1: Yes, exactly. Ruined. Yeah. Yeah. We then cut over to uh, them driving to LA still. Mm-hmm. And Nikki says that she's been drinking so much water that she needs to piss. And then he says says, Oh, you know it's very healthy that you're drinking all that water, as he begins to sip his coffee. Yes. <laughs> so I was like I was like, yeah. Alright, well that was an interesting time to do that. Uh instead of, you know, getting on any off ramp and going to a place that has a bathroom, they're just like, let's go ahead and just piss on the side of the road.
0: Yeah. Because like, <laughs> she doesn't strike me as the person to do this, and I wouldn't have believed it if I mm. didn't see it with my own eyes.
1: It, that's what was so weird about this, because like I said, it was like you can clearly see that they are passing by, like places. In, yeah, like industrialized areas. Yes. They're not in the middle of nowhere. Like you can see outside. It's like there are stores they're passing. I can see mm-hmm. them, <laughs> and it's like, oh no, we're just gonna go and we're gonna fucking go on the side, like.
0: But then so, they get off and they go into like the desert.
1: Yeah, which was weird. And I I get it if you're they're they're clearly still around Arizona, so I'm sure that they do have a lot of deserts there. But they also do have very industrialized areas. Like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't see how this. It, it was so fucking weird. But so yeah, they. Uh, and of course, as we were saying, with them Guess always what? fucking fucking facetiming each other, <laughs> as soon as he busts up the portable toilet so that Nikki can piss on the side of the road they get Wait a phone call from them. <laughs> 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 Alright. Nikki, Nikki finishes or or is in the process and she says uh, should I wipe even though I, I shouldn't? And I was like what? what? Yes. Like what was that? I don't know. And I'm like I was like first of all like the answer of should I wipe is always yes. Mm-hmm. Second of all why would you think you shouldn't? <laughs> it's so fucking weird. So well then
0: then she then when she, he was like why did you throw it in there? The 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 toilet paper in the toilet. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to throw it in there. Now you have to get it. Yeah. Like stick your hand in the toilet. Like dude.
1: Okay. Well, that's what I was I was i'm like i was like what what kind of fucking shitty ass portable toilet did he buy that because like like we have because i i i tend to make sure that in case something happens that we're stocked up on things so we actually have a portable toilet in our basement Mm -hmm. it comes with bags like you, you put the bag in there, you do your business, you throw whatever is in there and I'm like that. And then you just throw that shit in the garbage, you know, and then it goes and your piss and shit goes to a landfill, which is where it belongs. So it's like, so I'm like, I was like, did he like forget to put a bag in there? Or is it like one of those things where it's like, eventually you have to wash it up? It's like, if that's the case, then like, if she just used toilet paper, just find a fucking toilet and dump it into that. Then I guess it was, it yeah. was a weird fucking thing but anyways yeah so artem answers the phone while brew uh for brie and shows nikki taking a shit afterwards while he's still on the phone with her he sprays her ass with sanitizer that's not gonna do much uh and then yeah like you said had a conversation with her about throwing away toilet paper uh but then she forces artem to clean up her piss which is a kind of a a a great uh metaphor for their entire relationship Mm -hmm. (laughs)
0: congrats dude you're doing this for the rest of your life
1: right so while he's doing that brie tells nikki that mama cunt is getting what she deserves and was taken to the mayo clinic to die uh <laughs> dude so wrong <laughs> well you know sometimes karma's a real thing dude uh, her
0: face was fucked up it was like way worse than it was during last time
1: yeah it it was rough for sure um <laughs> like
0: for sure for sure
1: yeah it was like it, not
0: even a little bit
1: no it was stroke face for sure
0: definitely stroke face
1: yeah um and then nikki shittily fills artiman on one phone call because he gets in and she's like my my mom's not doing good like, doing good and he's like is she okay and she's like no it's like He's at, you need to tell him the conversation you had. You need to explain yeah. to him what's going on with her. Because, yes, he knows her, too, and, once, and obviously cares about her. <sighs> Bree talks about Mama Cunt and everything that she's going through. Uh, Nikki talks to Brie and tells her Mama Kunt has a lesion on her brain, and she will need surgery. So Mama Cunt did not have Bell's palsy. She instead had brain lesion- lesions. Which caused her facial paralysis and other assorted fun uh, God's retribution. Uh, <laughs> then we get another FaceTime, which is like at this point, why are you? Why is Mama Cunt FaceTiming when her face is fucked up?
0: <laughs> Sympathy.
1: I guess, yeah. Here is my issue. Mom and Con okay. talks to the twats, and then I had to stop and went, "Wait, what? They're next to each other now, on this phone call." Nikki and Artem were driving to Los Angeles.
0: Did you miss the conversation that they had, where Nikki's like, "That's it, I'm. We're just." gonna have the baby in arizona
1: we have to go back it was the whole conversation but it was like it was like how lo- how i'm just trying to figure out like how long of a, of a drive did they get before they got this call and then came back and then sat down and had another call with her where she i, I guess explained exactly what she already explained to Bri. There's it was so fucking weird that it was like, what is going? Why are we having the same exact conversation now with them together that we just had with them apart? It just it was so redundant. It's like yes, yeah, so we like everything that Bree said to Nikki was exactly what Mama Khan said to them at, at this phone call.
0: Well, if you kind of listened to the because the podcast kind of relates to what they were talking about with the episode, that it was a lot of things that happened over a period of time that was kind of crammed into the hour episode. So I think that was along the lines of that. Like it may have happened over a span of a few days.
1: Yeah. Which that, that was what was confusing about it where it was just like, it was like, okay, like you got to give us something like give us days of the week or something like that. or, Or be like two days later, you know, something to actually show that like, Okay, we're not literally. We did not literally have Nikki drive out for twenty minutes, piss on the side of the road, and then drive back for twenty minutes, and then have then get onto a phone call. You know, like how yeah. how far away was she when she re- you know everything? It, it was just I mean, it was just poorly yeah. done.
0: It didn't even say Los Angeles across the street, and then Arizona. Yeah. It, just, it didn't even say that.
1: Yeah, which was annoying. <laughs> the doctors have told Mama Kant to maybe wait to meet her hellspawn in case she dies from the surgery which was like that's optimistic (laughs) nice Uh, then we go from that phone call then to them meeting with someone who clearly has a compromised immune system and Johnny Ace Mm -hmm. just like why are you doing this in person now (laughs) like and it, it was again I'm like I was like it's the same exact conversation they just had yeah it's the the same thing like they like this is the third time that we've heard exactly what's going on in this fucking bitch's head and it's like oh my god why why do we like cut out one of these things i don't need all three of them
0: well she wanted to they wanted to see their mom because they weren't going to be able to be there on surgery day i think that was the whole point
1: yeah, well, you know, you could have also given her COVID right before she went in for brain well, absolutely. surgery.
0: Absolutely, I 100% agree.
1: Yeah, because none of them were wearing masks during this this meeting, by the way. No. And it's like, no. I'm sorry, but weren't two of you just out of the state? Or on your way out of the state? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now suddenly you're back and now you're meeting with both of them? Yep. Yep. Uh, and again, I was so confused by the timeline of this episode. So I was like, okay, now, now it's like, now she's not going to wait until after the kids are born. She's just going to go ahead and have surgery. And Nikki also is like, yeah. By the way, we're staying in Phoenix, uh, and we're just going to pay out of pocket um, because we really want to go to this certain place and have this child out of network. And it's like, why did you act like that was ne- was not an option to begin with? You know, it was like, "Oh, we have to go to LA because insurance won't cover it," which, again, it was like, "No, you don't." There's a you could have gone to. Obviously, mm-hmm. we know what was going on here. They would have had she would have had to go to a public hospital, yeah. and not a private facility where she had the kid, right? That's right. what this whole thing is. Is that her insurance was like, "No, no, no, no. We have we have hooked up with a, a, a place in Los Angeles that's a private place, and that one's in network." This other private place is not in network and she's like, Well, I guess I'm forced to go to this I'm like no, no no, you always have options, bitch. And like and like we said, like if your insurance is like you can only go to this certain place, get different insurance. <laughs> you know? But again, as as both of us have gone through you know, having to deal with how insurance companies go and everything like that, we both know there was options out there. And there was other places she could have gone, but nope, she had to go to this one. And then it's just like, oh, I'll just pay a price. It's like, bitch, you're worth $11 million. You're going to tell me that you're you're fucking acting like you're so put upon that you have to pay, like, a couple of grand for your child to be born in a private place. Like, that's your choice. You put yourself in that position.
0: Yeah, She wanted the place that was going to give her champagne and mm. gourmet meals. and Yep. She didn't want regular hospital food.
1: Right. And that's why... Uh, next week's episode, I'm going to be carefully looking at the place Everything. that they give birth, because I'm going to look and I'm like, I, I will, I feel like you're going to be able to tell I feel like you're, you're able to tell the difference between a a private hospital and a public hospital, right?
0: It was probably just a regular hospital.
1: But if it was just a regular hospital, it would take our insurance. is what I'm saying. So the place that she, that they're going to give birth at next week, I feel like you're going to look at it and be like, that looks like a private facility with a private suite and stuff like that. I feel like that's what it's going to be. So, it, it's hard to tell off of when they went in for their, their exam later in the episode, but... Even that one, I'm like, I was like, that looks a little too nice to be like a private or like a like a public clinic. (laughs) It's like it doesn't look like just a women's. Well, I
0: mean, it wasn't like Planned Parenthood, you know.
1: Well, yeah, but yeah, I mean, we you know we went to, uh. Not like a, I mean, we didn't go to like some just run-of-the-mill clinic or whatever that. We went to a place called Women's Care. It was like you know, a, a, a slightly, you know, more. Uh, a slightly better place than just like any place you can walk into Mm -hmm. but it wasn't some like big fucking private affair or enough like that you know our insurance still took care of it (laughs) (laughs) Um, but the the crux of this conversation was of course that Mama Cunt requests that the Twats take care of Johnny Ace if she dies Uh, and instantly I assume that Johnny Ace is thinking threesome probably Which one of you wants to hop on Johnny Ace's dick? Oh my god.
0: <laughs> that was like the perfect <laughs> imitation of him right there. <laughs> that was amazing.
1: <laughs> I try. Uh, we cut over and Daniel was with Bree as he is now on paternity leave. Uh, Daniel discusses Mama Cunt with the twats. Uh, Bree then discusses getting a breast pump. I... <sighs> we got yeah we we definitely put in before you know the 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 kid came obviously for because you want to have something like that it that was like a like a a foreign concept nick is like why would you get the breast pump before the kid oh i don't know (laughs) why why would you do that (laughs) why would you why would you not want to have something that might be incredibly important before the child comes
0: they gave me mine at the hospital
1: a lot of places do. Um yeah, a lot of places do. Our, uh, like I said uh, uh the hospital we went to for both of our kids, they did. They were like, Here yeah. it is. Yeah.
0: They're like, it's free with your insurance. Yep. And here you go. They mm-hmm. they gave me, you know, the basic stuff I was gonna need and then I was just gonna have to, you know, get some other stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. And they were like, Here you go. Yep. Oh yeah. For sure. Um but this of course makes them all decide to try to use it. Um, They try to get Artem to use it. Uh, Nikki proceeds to put it on him. Um, And then they put it on Bertie's stomach, and then she requests Artem to do it again. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah, because that's the first thing that you do with a breast pump is play with it. Yeah. I mean, (sighs) why not? Yeah.
0: You know you did. You did, didn't you? No, I didn't. (sighs) No.
1: You didn't? No, I did not. I never put it on any part of my body or anything like that. It was not. Nope. I did not do that nope i didn't put my dick in or anything weird like that nothing okay johnny ice says mama has been in surgery for five hours and he will stay there another 11 hours if he has to after that though he's out (laughs) what a what a weird statement to make i'll stay here for another 11 hours if i have to what a weird fucking oddball statement to make like
0: i mean i think he's saying that he'll stay there as long as he needs to
1: i mean then he's, say that don't put a fucking time period on it
0: <laughs> well i think generally he was just speaking i don't
1: think he was doing it to be weird <laughs> it, it just it was weird because to me you would be like she's been in surgery for five hours I'll stay here the rest of my life if I have to. Something like that. Not. She's been in surgery well, five maybe hours. visiting
0: hours are over in if like eleven <laughs> hours.
1: I don't know. <laughs> if she's in there for another four hours and thirty-five minutes, though, I gotta, I gotta get to the strip club.
0: <laughs> maybe.
1: I don't know. It just, it just struck me as like, what an odd, oddly specific number to throw out there.
0: <laughs> you know.
1: Right on. Good uh, for him. Yeah. Artem and Daniel kick Nikki out so they can do something, and, of course, the twats instantly try to ruin their surprise and go right back to (laughs) the fucking other house.
0: I mean, it wasn't even a cool surprise. It was kind of lame.
1: It was stupid as hell. Because Daniel and Artem are both rocking fake pregnancy stomachs and tits. Uh And
0: they're barbecuing.
1: And they're barbecuing. And apparently... They they keep saying Artem's water broke, but it seems like he apparently punctured the pregnancy stomach at some point in time, and is just leaking water all over himself. Probably
0: in front of the grill.
1: Probably. <laughs> They're like, "Bernie, check this out," and she just gives them a look like, "You dumb motherfuckers, yes. what are you doing?" She was yeah. so baffled. She's like, "There's my dad. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and clock this one in the back of my brain for is the hell therapy." Or does
0: she looked like a total cunt. Well, yeah. 30. like every time the camera shows her, she looks like a cunt and she looks so evil, like she's casting a spell upon you
1: like yeah she,
0: like she does not look like a nice kid
1: she doesn't, but look at her parents
0: like you would think she would be like at least nice like Daniel, but she just looks fucking evil,
1: yeah. <sighs> Nikki wants her water to break in front of the world because she needs attention. Of course she does. Again, another weird statement to make. I want everyone to see my water break?
0: Well, they were talking about it, remember, when they first got pregnant, about it breaking in the grocery store, like at Whole Foods.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. It's just fucking weird, like, that you want an audience for for liquid to come out of your vagina. That's a weird fucking thing to, like, like be really excited to, of the possibility of. Three then says that she constantly pisses her panties and Daniel just walks away and is going to have to try to figure out a way to get hard tonight because it ain't happening now. <laughs> nope. Nope.
0: Not even a little bit.
1: Boner. Nothing says sexy than hey I pissed all over my panties I mean yeah people are in I know there are some people that are in there I'm not gonna yuck anybody's yum clearly Daniel is not (laughs) Mm -hmm. Nikki says that they need to keep looking at their phones as if this at all is altering the number of times they look at their phones (laughs) Johnny calls to say that the surgery was a complete success and mama cunt is fine, or will be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we then cut to Mama Khan, facetiming them, saying that she was puking like crazy this morning, uh, and saying that she's still kind of fucked up, but she's okay.
0: Is it was it weird that there was a camera in her hospital room?
1: I mean, not for these people, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was not at all shocking to me. I'm. So, I would not be. Not to mention. remember there was also a camera in the operating room because they showed her fucking face down with like the back of her head shaved for them to do brain surgery on her it was like like, this isn't a fucking like doctor biography show or anything like that this is a fucking reality show and you're going to do brain surgery and you're like you know what we need the fucking greaseball camera guy to get in there (laughs) like how weird was that
0: yeah I mean I'm into that shit so and it yes. didn't bother me but just the fact that it was like bounted high up and you know has yeah. her on FaceTime and
1: mm-hmm. yeah uh, the Tots then visit her at home uh, thank you Train for accentuating that point uh, they talk about Momocon's recovery and doing things naturally yes because that's definitely what she what cares about right now after having massive brain surgery is... Make
0: it all about you.
1: Yep, make it all about you, and make sure to be organic as possible. And shame her if she ever decides that she's going to use, you know, modern medicine. Right. What we really need to do to make sure those lesions don't return is go go visit a shaman. Yes. Yes. Uh, Bree talks about possibly moving to L.A., and Brian looks like this is the first he has heard about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, he kind of did look kind of shocked.
1: Yeah, not the face I would expect uh, somebody to make when they're talking about moving to a city two states over. Yeah. Two states, right? There's another one? Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm poor at geography. Yeah, yeah, he
0: was just yeah. He looked kind of dumbfounded, like what?
1: Yeah, he was like, "I'm sorry, what? What did you just say?" But Brian says that they have moved eight times since they got together, which was what nine years ago. That's a lot. You move once a year. <laughs> that so, is a lot. Yeah, so get ready for another move. He explains it, and you j- I just had like this profound sadness. When he explained it, because he's like, we we move into like a beautiful home, and she's good for a little bit, and then she's just like, I need to get out of here. It's like that is not normal behavior for a person.
0: No, no.
1: Like the whole point of buying a home is to be like, I can I can see myself old here, you know. I can I can see you know uh, our kids moving out eventually of this place. Like you're. You're not supposed to fucking change your address more often than you change the filter in your fucking furnace. Like, (laughs) how weird is that? Yeah,
0: it's crazy. Like, and Nikki's been right behind her.
1: Yes. Which, at least with her, like, that makes sense. She's got no fucking, she's got nobody. She's got no connections or anything like that. Uh, And we've seen it. Like, Nikki moves a lot, too. Yeah. I mean, you know, she was in with John Cena for a little bit, and then she was... Over here and now she's yeah. So, but yeah, man. Like, and of course, it was like, oh, Nikki and Bree have already found the new homes without discussing anything with Brian and Artem. They're just okay. like, nope. These, are, it's like, I'm. Do they get no fucking say in where they move to? Ugh.
0: Clearly not.
1: Yeah. Which, yeah. Brie discusses losing her mucus plug and taking a picture of it. Gross. Uh, (laughs) yeah.
0: I mean, it's what girls do. It's not. I'm not not going (laughs) to judge. No, it's what girls do.
1: Take a picture of your mucus plug and show it to people?
0: I mean, you show it to, like... I mean, I didn't have a sister but like I had friends that were pregnant so and it had children so I'd be like you know is this it you know so it's kind of that you know but it okay. wasn't like I wasn't showing like my next-door neighbor
1: sure you weren't like posting it on Facebook
0: no <laughs> no I was not <laughs>
1: nice we go from a day before Bree's due date uh, to then three days past Bree's due date as she goes to the deck to get a checkup. Uh, we then get to watch Bree get fingered. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they say it's four days until Nikki's due date and she gets fingered as well. And apparently during this her water breaks on the table.
0: Which is weird because Bree is recording and it just so happens that the camera goes all herky jerky. Yeah. And then her water breaks. Yeah. So it's almost like it was planned that her water
1: broke. Yeah, it seems. Isn't it weird?
0: And then the-, the camera's all of a sudden back on.
1: The camera's right. back on. And mind you, Nikki is still on her phone this entire like, time, too.
0: Yeah, you can hear her say, oh my god, my water broke. Like the phone is on, it gets all shaky, and then it's fine again. Yeah. Like almost like the doctor broke it in the office on purpose.
1: It seemed that way, didn't it? It did. And considering that we know that there was apparently some medical issues with her kid, that wouldn't shock me if she was like, "We probably need to get this kid out right now."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Wouldn't shock me. But it was like they they made it seem as if that like while she was on the table, all of a sudden it was like, "Oh shit." This is good. Oh, this yeah, <laughs> yeah, which yeah, it felt really fucking weird. Yeah, but well, she's pissed that Briesta stopped recording. But also, it's like you have a phone in your hand. Yeah, <laughs> and again, proceeded to not put her phone down at all while this was going on. Either I couldn't tell what she was looking at. It looked like a lot of text, so I'm thinking she was doing emails or something like that while this was going. But it it's like, first of all, why are you? doing anything on your phone other than recording if you're fucking in the doctor's office that's so fucking weird to do to me I'm it's sorry. Just like, yeah.
0: my phone was in my purse when I was at my doctor's office
1: yeah yeah, that definitely was it was fucking weird so next week of course we'll get the birth of the hell spots
0: yep. but you know not much longer I think it's like what three weeks left
1: probably Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I think tomorrow's episode is episode seven. And they've been doing, what, like ten episodes a season? Something like that. So we're getting there. We'll be done with it soon. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't stop for the fact that we have to talk about the podcast. And it is entitled Lady Hang with Kelty Knight.
0: So excited, your bestie.
1: Oh yes, Celtic Knight, another one of the twats. We we have made fun of her books because they're terrible. Uh, we've talked about how annoying she is. She's another one of those just a mile a minute talkers that are you just get annoyed with, and and we'll get into it. And there, and again, another interview with her where something didn't add up with the evidence that we have but we'll get there that's that's a teaser for you guys the twats open up some canvas swine, I don't fucking care uh, <laughs> Bree brings up Nikki calling it a clogged duct instead of a clogged duct
0: mm-hmm.
1: she thought apparently her tits are made out of ducks. Yes.
0: quack uh, quack baby, quack
1: quack 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 titty, quack quack <laughs> Uh, So, they discuss nipples, as you do. Well,
0: who uh, doesn't?
1: That's true. Uh, and Nikki thinks that Brie is asking if she jizzes when she breastfeeds. Because that's, of course, where her mind always goes. Um, and Nikki's like, no. And Brie also's like, no, I'm not, that's not what I'm saying, like, at all. They're talking about, like, once you're done breastfeeding, like, your tits return to you. And yeah. Nikki took that as, like, am I getting off while Mateo suck my tits? No, yeah, no,
0: no that that's not. <laughs> very, that was very strange, right?
1: Yeah. And it's like, no, that's. Like
0: how she automatically went there?
1: Yeah. It was really fucking weird. Uh, that's, I mean, that could be the fucking subtitle for, for this week is really fucking weird. Everything was weird. Yeah. Um, Nikki asks if Brian plays with Bree's titties after breastfeeding ends. And Bree's like, no, 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 he, like, titty-fucks me and sucks my nips right now, during, like, the whole time. But she says that Ryan hasn't touched her titties since Budrick was born.
0: Right.
1: Because they're Budrick's tits. I guess. I, he, I guess he claimed it, like, he put a little fucking flag in one of them. <laughs> in, like, right. one of the ducts. Yep. Buddies, boobies. I claim this nipple for Budrick. Uh, right. Nikki then questions if she will have saggy fake titties after this. Yes. Yes, Probably. you will. Yep. Yes, you will definitely.
0: Congrats.
1: Uh, then pay close attention to my next two sentences, because okay. they will they will come and come in to play later on. Nikki complains about trying to lose her last fifteen pounds, and Bree discusses losing her last ten pounds. Remember that, because. Uh, um, <laughs> you know where this is All going right. because you listen to yeah. it but yeah uh yeah this is again such a body positive episode hmm. they then complain about not being able to go to the gym you know if only they had a room in their house for gym equipment if only if only yeah i don't know what brian does when he's there because yeah they just they don't have any gym equipment or anything to work out on so nothing yeah, nothing i guess he's just fucked too They talk about Mama Cunt's good brain. Uh, Then Nikki has to defend, looking like she didn't give a shit. Yeah, Uh,
0: Yeah. did I? Did you care?
1: No. I, I already know she's a soulless harpy. I don't. Yeah. Trying to be like, trying to make excuses for your like inability to look like you give a shit, just tells me that like you understand how you should look. You just do don't look that way, right? Yeah, they discuss Johnny Ace and about how strong their mother is. Blah blah blah. Jerk me off with a fucking razor blade. Uh, they then bitch about the heat in Phoenix. No shit, morons. You were born there. Like this is nothing fucking new to you,
0: right? Got used to it.
1: Yeah, uh, and next week we get to see them shoot kids out of their cunts.
0: I know you're excited.
1: I am definitely excited and I'm even more excited because after we deal with that dumb shit we then get to deal with Artem on Dancing with the Stars Uh, then we get to deal with Nikki and her postpartum depression fun
0: I can't wait I'm super excited for that oh yeah
1: yeah they bring on host of the Cunty Squad podcast Kelty Cunty uh yeah she is on to discuss bullet journaling again listen back to back episodes
0: you know you're all about it
1: I am definitely not I don't give a shit this is stupid (laughs) Uh, Kelty mentions she gets Botox and instantly I lose my will to listen to anything she has to say any person who does anything of the sort any type of plastic surgery, any types of Botox cannot then turn around and preach loving yourself and loving who you are. Those two do not go go together. Because you didn't like something about yourself and you changed it. (laughs) So, trying to... That's not
0: all she puts in there.
1: Well, I know that. (laughs) But yeah. Botox... Fucking titty implants, fucking, yeah. We talked about this bitch before that, like, she has done so much plastic surgery to herself, uh, then guts up on a fucking, you know, like, in her book and stuff like that and talks about, like, how you should just, just accept yourself for who you are and love yourself. Like, I'm sorry, bitch, practice what you preach. You're not doing that.
0: <laughs> so,
1: we're not talking about bullet journaling. Did you have something to say about bullet journaling? Because I don't. It comes back into play numerous times, but go ahead. If oh. you have something to say about bullet journaling, now's the time.
0: No, I don't.
1: All right, ready? 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 Are you ready for this?
0: Yeah. ready for...
1: They discuss how they're not going to weigh themselves for the next month.
0: I call
1: bullshit. Did, did, did you remember what I just said? two minutes ago?
0: Yes, I remember. <laughs> so, That's how, you, I call bullshit.
1: how are you going to know that you lost those 15 and 10 pounds that you want to lose if you're not going to weigh yourself?
0: Because they're going to they're gonna wait for month number two.
1: Yeah. You know what's really good when you're trying to get into shape? Tracking your food. Mm-hmm. Making sure that you're putting into your body only good things and things like that
0: they got gonna put it in their bullet journals
1: unless you're kelti-kunti then what's really good is being born with a tiny waist and the ability to get tons of plastic surgery so you can just suck that cheeseburger out of your gut because i'm not tracking my food i'm just like i'm just like living in the moment fuck you
0: that's actually not true she used what? to live off like Snickers and Diet Cokes.
1: That's what she claims. Yeah. <laughs> and again, like I said, Botox, liposuction, yeah. When you when you have those as always like fallback options, then yeah, you can eat whatever the fuck you want. You don't I have mean, to have any discipline.
0: You heard her. She had a goal that she was gonna make sure she ate something green every day.
1: Yeah. No. I hear you. <laughs> All right. We're gonna we're gonna play a little game here, right? All right, ready? So I'm going to I'm gonna give you the setup, and then I'm going to give you some information, and then you're going to tell me if these two things sound like the, the truth. Okay? Let's play. Okay. Is she lying?
0: <laughs> okay.
1: So Conti name drops Christina Perry, uh, Perry with an I, I believe. Uh, I I actually know this chick. Not personally. I just know that one song that she had that was famous. Uh, She's Mm -hmm. also pretty hot. Um, So, Cunty says that her and Perry were both broke living in Los Angeles. So fuck you, first of all. If you're living in Los Angeles, you're clearly not broke. Uh, (laughs) Then says that Christina Perry is only famous because of her. Because... They apparently got together and Christina Perry played her her music and Cunty kind of put it on her YouTube and then magically got a phone call about a person saying, Hey, we wanna put this chick on like dancing with the stars and give her music and stuff like that. That's how Christina Perry became a, a huge well known one hit wonder. Alright. That is what that is her side of the story. Okay? Hi. Now, remind you, 2010. This is this is when this takes place. 2010. Mm. Right? This she is said, when
0: they made their manifesto. Right?
1: Yeah. Yes. So, here is her bio. <laughs> okay. Again, broke in 2010. Tell me if this makes sense to you. Here is the bio. I'm just going to read it word for word for you, and you tell me if something seems a little off. Okay. <clears throat> Knight started her dancing career in the United States as a specialist dancer and featured on music videos and as part of a number of professional dance teams. In 2003, Knight became a professional cheerleader for the NBA team the New Jersey Nets for a period of two years. She remained as a cheerleader in the NBA and also as a cheerleader for the New York Knicks dancing with them until 2007. During this period, she also appeared on Saturday Night Live as a dancer in 2006. Her music video dancing led to a, to perform with John Legend, Jim Class Heroes, and Fergie on 2007 onwards. In 2009, she featured on the cover of Dance Spirit magazine. She danced for a number of music artists from 2007 onwards, including Taylor Swift. Knight interviewed on a VW VMA after show in 2010, discussing Swift's recovery following Connie West's controversial appearance on stage with Swift while she was recovering, receiving her word at the 2009 mtv music video awards prior to this she danced with likes of beyonce she also spent six seasons as a radio city rockette okay Mm Mhm. does that sound like in 2010 she was poor living in a cardboard box with christina perry no it does not no weird doesn't it It is weird. It sort of sounds like she's been consistently working in show business, making a ton of money since 2007.
0: It does sound that way. It sounds like she's been consistently employed, dancing.
1: So, okay. So that whole story about um, the Christina Perry song. Right, where she's like, I put it on my uh, my YouTube and everything that, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Perry's song Jar of Hearts was featured on So You Thinking You Dance during the show on June thirtieth, two thousand ten, in a performance by Billy Bell and Catherine McCormick. Perry's friend Kelty Knight passed the show to show choreographer Stacy Tukey, as Perry was unsigned at the time. Did she pass the show to the show choreographer? Or did she post it to her YouTube and magically got a phone call? Because those are two different stories now, too, right? Right. There's a huge difference between, I'm a dancer, I know this guy, hey, check out this song from my friend, and I put it on my YouTube and then magically got a phone call. Sounds like a lot of bullshit coming out of this bitch's mouth. I'm just gonna say it. I'm just gonna say it. It's... There was no fact-checking at all with this. It was just like, I'm sorry. You were a dancer. And then a show Dancing with the Stars magically got a copy of her, her thing? Or no, it was just a guy on YouTube was looking around and magically somehow found a video of a chick playing guitar on what you claimed was I had like 20 fucking Facebook followers or YouTube followers at the time. yeah (laughs) that sounds a little weird doesn't it
0: it does sound weird
1: yeah um yeah yeah so it's 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 really fucking weird so
0: what does uh christina perry say about all this
1: uh well i mean like i said i read that off christina perry's site where it says that her friend gave it to one of the choreographers uh-huh. Not not anything about that. So, I I have a feeling that she's probably not keen on the whole somebody taking credit for her being famous.
0: Right, probably
1: <laughs> yeah. not. Yeah. All right, back to the podcast. They all then bitch about how terrible their bodies look. Stay body positive.
0: Love your body, love yourself.
1: That's right. Nikki talks about cutting up a gay porno for some reason. <laughs> For Valentine's, so her Valentines have dicks in it. Is that what I'm led to believe on this?
0: So, f- since she was the only single friend, she would buy porn magazines and she would make Valentines for her her married friends, like with porn magazines and construction paper.
1: Yeah, because you know what I want—a fucking dickogram. That's what I want.
0: That's it. I'm going to buy a porn magazine. I'm going to get some red and pink construction paper and some doilies and get an Elmer's glue stick and some glitter and guess what you're getting in the mail.
1: I look forward to it. Excellent.
0: I'm sending all you guys some special Valentines.
1: Yeah. Um, Nikki is super sad and depressed, by the way. Oh. Come on. Kelty. Oh, oh. Kelty tracks her sex life which sounds and feels gross they discuss being terrible cons and not actually caring enough to even notice when someone texts you saying their mother died
0: seriously like how bad is that
1: you're so busy you can't even be bothered to check text messages from people
0: like at least glance at them to see what it is yeah and if you can't get back to it at that very moment, at least go back. Mm-hmm. But if someone texts you and says their mother died, you need mm-hmm. to fucking respond. Yeah. Like, but of that's course. Rude.
1: No, no, no. No, that's just being human, yo. That was their excuse. That's just being human. That's all it is. Like, yo, we're just flawed. It's just, be, it's just we're just humans, you know? Like we just we just forget about things sometimes, you know?
0: And how would they feel if Mumakun had died, and nobody texted them. They'd be pissed.
1: Right, exactly.
0: But they're just <sighs> being human.
1: They're just human, yo. That's just that's just the human condition to not give a shit about yeah. other humans. Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, it circles around back to kind of giving us more tips on bullet journaling. I don't give yeah. a shit. Uh, I got Bree's, some
0: great stamps for you, Troy. Great stamps.
1: Awesome. Uh, Bree wants to read more because apparently that is a huge fetish of Brian's. gross Brian got a mask that says book nerd on it and because they just got to cut his legs out she says it looks like a woman's mask
0: Mm
1: -hmm. yeah Kelty says she jills off while her husband reads something called Shantoran Shiran? what the I don't know what the fuck she was saying but I'm pretty sure that she has no idea how to even spell it so yeah the last thing I noticed, by the time we got to the end of this episode, was that apparently the cunt's new favorite phrase is "Oh my God, like 100."
0: Like 100. Yes. How many friggin' times did Nikki say that? Uh,
1: if you if you don't
0: like Oh my God, 100.
1: Yeah. If you don't get it, she's saying 100 percent. Like she agrees 100 percent, or not like that. But yeah, apparently that is her new phrase: is Oh my God, like 100. It was irritating. It annoyed the piss out of me. By the time I... Fi- the first time I heard it, I was like, what a stupid fucking way to say that. And then by the fourth time I heard it, I was like, oh my god, that's your fucking catchphrase now.
0: And it went all the way through to the end.
1: Yes. To, like, a the lot. very... Like, the very end. Like, the last it's- fucking word spoken to this swear. Oh my god, 100.
0: And it was a lot.
1: Yeah. It was bad. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Ugh. It was pretty bad.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. <sighs> you know what time it is.
0: I do know what time it is. <sighs> in the sky. Come on. I can
1: go to the sky. Let's get it
0: on. Take a look.
1: that's great (laughs) we are still we're still in the middle of nikki's uh incredibly long chapter here about her wrestling career
0: can we just listen to the theme song again
1: (laughs) right no shit (laughs) she begins When you wrestle for... Well, she continues, I should say. When you wrestle for as long as I have and have had as many major life moments in the ring, it's hard to find a moment of closure when you can say, I'm done, and feel good about it. I'm still waiting for that moment when I feel truly ready to hang up my snapback and Nikes to acknowledge that it is okay that it is over because I have had a hell of a 12-year run. It's been particularly hard to find that moment because the sport... The sport for women has been rapidly changing recently, and I want to continue to see that movement through. Uh, meaning that people with actual talent have taken over. Right. Um, also, in case you haven't haven't heard, apparently Nikki, wants to, Nikki Bella once Nicky Bella now wishes to join the uh, <laughs> the creative team in writing storylines because that's it. that's what brian is doing right now dana brian is one of the uh the the creative team members uh for smackdown so now nikki wants to help write storylines oh geez yes she can't she can't even color in the lines but she wants to be able to fucking write storylines yeah
0: that's great
1: yeah but but they're thing. not
0: having a hard enough time already
1: yeah, well, all I'm saying is it's a good thing John Cena isn't there anymore because she'd be like, can we just have him, like, lose every week?
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: can we do that? Yeah. At first, I felt like closure would come at the Royal Rumble in January 2018 when the women got to do that historic match for the first time ever. Brie and I were thrilled when WWE asked us to be a part of it. The Royal Rumble is a 30 women match that takes place over nearly an hour and I almost fell over when they told me I would get to come out at number 27 and work with the amazing Japanese wrestler Asuka. What a weird way to quantify that. Why not just the amazing wrestler Asuka? Why is that to be the amazing Japanese wrestler? Oh, by the way, I did just recently uh, watch that clip again where Asuka kicks the shit out of both of them in the face. Fucking prices. Right. Uh, Oh, hold, hold on! We, now we get uh, the WWE's contribution to the book. Vince is masterful at psychology, and so his thinking was that because Asuka is undefeated, the crowd would assume that Nikki Bella would be the one to break the streak. That doesn't, no. First of all, okay, we all
0: know that that is not going to happen.
1: First of, all, first of all, yeah, nobody knew that was going. Nobody thought that was going to happen. Second, her getting eliminated from the Royal Rumble would not have broken her streak. It was a no. it was a undefeated streak. You don't get defeated in Royal Rumble matches, not really. No. I had never wrestled her before, and it was incredible to work with her. She gave me a lot, and I don't think she'll ever know how grateful I am for that. It was an incredible night with a not incredible finish. Asuka beat me and retained her winning streak. She didn't beat you and retain her winning streak you were not in a singles match with her you were in the rumble with her she won the rumble she beat everybody in the rumble yes god and then they made the decision to close it up by debuting ronda rousey this was a little triggering for me in the moment of course i unleashed a tweet storm which in retrospect was probably an overreaction (laughs)
0: Yeah, I wonder why.
1: (laughs) It was nothing against Ronda. It was thrilling that she was at WWE, But it was a bit of a slap in the face to all the historic women wrestlers who had come out for the match, the main event, only to have the moment upstage by the Ronda announcement. I know that there are still people who think this, but, like, the fact that they throw through so much shade at Ronda, who's a lifelong wrestling fan... (sighs) simply because she came out at the end of the rumble still just reeks of like you're just not you're just holding each other back at this point <laughs> um, it dominated the post show news cycle and became the only thing everyone wanted to talk about not the historic world rumble and Oscar's dominance in the league here's the thing I love Asuka people wouldn't have been talking about that anyways they would have been talking about something else on the show right and by the way, it sucked for Ronda, too, because there's no way to join a team. Because that's no way to join a team. They threw her right into the lion's den. As amazing as it was when we actually went live, the lead-up to the Royal Rumble was stressful. The men knew we were doing our finish, but that day they petitioned WWE to let them do that finish instead. The men knew we were doing our finish, but that day they petitioned WWE to let them, do, let them do that finish instead. Oh, so the men apparently did... So stole their finish to the rumble, I guess. And for some implausible reason, even though we were the main event, we were told that we would have to change our version. <sighs> Asuka doesn't speak English. Nope. That is her next line. Asuka doesn't speak English. I know for a fact Asuka speaks English. She speaks English very well. <laughs> Asuka doesn't speak English, which made talking through variations hard. Maybe you're just an idiot, and you don't understand words. Um, and we needed space to work, so they told us that we should drive back to the hotel 30 minutes away and work on something different in the 90 minutes before showtime. In a frantic dash, we worked up an alternative ending. And then the men changed their minds again and we were able to keep the original. It was one of the most stressful few hours of my life. Besides the unnecessary backflips, a bunch of guys were apparently pissed that we were the main event, too. We had waited decades for the historic opportunity. We deserved the chance to bask in it. Moments in situations like these made me want to bang my head uh, into the wall or bang John Cena. Just give women one night! Let them do the finish they want to do without challenging it. Then don't. Shut up. I know this is just fucking yeah. Then don't debut a massive superstar. She does not understand how.
0: Is this a chapter of whining? It is.
1: This whole chapter is whining. She don't debut a massive superstar. Yeah. Why? Why would you want to put more emphasis on the women's division? Why would you want to do that? That seems crazy it was a bummer because the women didn't get a chance to talk about what happened out there we didn't get to tell the press that we'd had to abide by the same rules as the men that we had to go over the top rope to be eliminated many of the girls out there had never gone over a top rope it's scary oh my god the interviewer if you've never gone over a top rope before as a wrestler you're not a wrestler first of all (laughs) The interviews post show would have been incredible, but instead they'll never be able to capture the emotion of the event. Shut up! But that wasn't our last chance to change history. In the summer of 2018, Vince McMahon called to tell me that he was debuting Evolution, the first all women pay per view event. And the last! I, I added that part. <laughs> uh, and he asked me if I wanted to fight Ronda Rousey, the champion. So now you're excited that Ronda Rousey's there, right? right while I thought I was done after the Royal Rumble I jumped at the chance to come back and do a story with her in the ring you just slammed her (laughs) and now you're like I'm so excited in many ways it was tough to stage a comeback it's it's fucking three months later that's not a comeback (sighs) physically always but it was perpetually hard post breakup with my fiance no everyone assumes that our total bella's tv storylines are fake they are and that we put the drama on just like we do in the wb ring but the cameras capture everything including the hard stuff
0: well especially when you say i try not to show my emotion for reality tv yeah right
1: right yeah yeah throughout the comeback i was in a lot of pain because the craziness of running two businesses oh she's only up to two at this point Oh, and right. filming a reality show, I was crying myself to sleep every night and not sleeping. Oh. She must have been doing it off camera. Oh, those two and a half months were some of my hardest yet. It didn't, <laughs> it didn't feel like the comeback had what I, thought I wanted. <laughs> oh. But the day of evolution, it felt worth it. It was incredible. Backstage was full of emotion. <laughs> It was such a strange experience to see women for one. To only see women for one. Well there was dudes back there. We know that for a fact. And the energy from the crowd was coming all the way back to reach us. When I walked out on the ramp for the sold out show. The sold out oh. show really. We're gonna we're gonna saying? we're gonna do that now. It was a sold out show, are you sure about that? I don't
0: I don't think it was.
1: I doubt it. Let's uh let's find out. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Just a bit. Evolution. It's a little bit more difficult to find than I thought it was gonna be. That's because WWE's
0: trying to erase it from its history.
1: That's true. That's very true. Uh, World Wrestling Entertainment. Okay. Events. And we'll do a search for Evolution. And we've got. There you go, WWE Evolution. Alright, so New York City. Um, okay, so they're in Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Nassau NASA Coliseum in New York. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So, um, how many seats, how many, how many seats do you think are in the Nassau Coliseum?
0: Um, I don't know, like
1: 2,500? Um, so... A sold-out event would be 16,585 fans. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Would you like to guess what the attendance is for Evolution? 13,000? Uh, 10,900. Oh. So, there so was, are you
0: saying it wasn't sold
1: out? I'm saying there was 6,000 seats that didn't have butts in them. Oh. That's what I'm saying. Oh. You you draw whatever conclusion from that you would like. I'm going to draw the conclusion that she is continuing to be full of shit.
0: Well, you know <sighs> what she does. Yep. She's a liar.
1: Oh wait, it gets better. Okay. Oh, I realized that half of the audience was the Bella Army.
0: Oh, was it?
1: They had turned up in spades. Ah. I mean, we had done a prep rally the night before, and they were supportive and amazing to all of us. I was hope...
0: <laughs> Bella Army, I tell you.
1: I was hopeful that they would be ringside, but I had no idea what it would actually look like to walk out and see an arena full of women and men holding Bella Army signs and screaming their heads off for all of us.
0: Unbelievable.
1: Okay, well, what a now...
0: Proud, what, a, what a proud moment.
1: Hold on. Evolution... <laughs> Okay, WB Evolution images. Do we have crowd images? Let me see. <laughs> I'd probably be better off just looking, looking up the um, the event itself. Uh, hold on, let me check. Hold on. Let's uh, let's go to the old YouTubes and let's take a look at Ronda Rousey verse Nikki Bella okay Mm -hmm. so now we are here's the the evolution pay per view I'm going to silence that so that doesn't come through so let me let me look at the crowd here Um, yeah I'm seeing some empty seats let me see uh, this okay well first we're dark so that's hard to see Uh, (laughs) let me see Uh, everyone is sitting on their hands Oh, no, Bree just attacked her. Um, hmm. There doesn't seem to be a lot of clapping for no. when when Nikki does her moves. Uh, I'm not really seeing... Uh, like, it's half the crowd, right? So I'm not seeing a whole lot of Nikki Bella attire.
0: No.
1: I'm going to say uh, I'm also not seeing a bunch of signs, like she huh. says. Um hold on let me let me look here because here she she's setting up for the for the rack attack and she hits it and the crowd isn't moving
0: they're not going nuts
1: uh this guy is looks like he's tired um huh? <laughs> yeah yeah so i'm seeing a lot more support for Rhonda. i gotta say huh? it doesn't appear that half of the, the audience is for her um Crazy. I know, right? It, that's that's so fucking weird, isn't it? Huh. Um, yeah, it looks like the crowd really gave a really nice pop for Ronda once uh, Nikki tapped out. Guess that Bella Army didn't really give a shit. No. Yeah, so just now she's like clapping people's hands in the crowd and stuff like that, and nobody's wearing Bella Army stuff. Weird, weird. So, mm. okay, well, again, I just provide the information. You make whatever conclusions from that you want. Alright. I'm going to read that sentence again from the get-go. <laughs> just, to, just to make sure you get it, okay? I was hopeful they would be ringside, but I had no idea that, that it would actually feel like to walk out and see an arena full of women and men holding Bella Army signs and screaming their heads up for all of us. That's a memory that will be seared into my mind for the rest of my life. Well, you made up that memory, so... <laughs> nothing could top that even my main event match against Ronda all the women that, that night left everything out there in the ring it finally felt like what we had been fighting for for so long had arrived and then never again it was a moment for equality being called by the same title having the same time in the ring it felt like respect and fairness that night was career justifying that night was worth breaking my neck for they gave us a pay-per-view once and never again. That pay sure. <laughs> that, that chapter is done, and so are we. My goodness. Because that was a lot of complaining. Oh, my God.
0: Seriously.
1: So, send us home.
0: Join us next week to find out what's up with these cunts. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.